Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the suddenly frigid voice of your local announcer waiting for details about today's uh, food show, which is all of a sudden, uh, as of about an hour, an hour and a half ago, uh, went from being kind of a mellow sort of temperature and and pleasant enough. And uh, then it seemed like an hour later... It got really cold and windy all of a sudden, and I'm sorry if you have to walk around through that. I have to do so myself, so big deal, you know, not like a, and it's going to kill any of us. Hope it doesn't. Anyway, uh, so uh, knowing that, I just started flipping through the things we could maybe talk about on our program today. You're always welcome to call us about anything at all uh, about the food scene in your life, in the lives of people you know. People who uh, who uh, have never been able to find the kind of food they like, and the uh, people who uh, are always thrilled to get whatever it is that, that comes their way. So anyway, uh, I guess uh, this was a, a puzzling way of just entering the conversation as oh, to Tom. where shall we go? Tom, where Tom, sh- Tom. Tom. Tom, Tom Tom has been Tom, put Tom. forth as a possible no. explanation for that. Hi which there, I everyone. S- the voice you hear is the wife. Tom, mm. I was just reading through your almanac while yeah. you were doing the intro. Not that yeah. it isn't riveting, but um, yeah. but I was reading through the almanac, and you know whose birthday it is today? Uh, is it yours? No. <laughs> oh, thank God. We took that. Took well, care you want to forget it twice in one week? <laughs> oh, that would be my luck. Uh, no, Tom, your, your uh, Food Network nemesis, Bobby yeah. Flay, was born today. Oh, Bobby Flay? Yes. I've only night. seen him two or three times on TV, and, uh-huh. and uh, for some reason, either I'm uh, registering this myself or maybe it's really there, I, he, when he starts talking about New Orleans, he starts saying things about our city that are not particularly... Capitable. Well, you know, not everyone has to agree with your no, feeling that no, the world revolves around not. New Orleans. I'll, I'll try. Yeah. I'll try uh, something. Uh, I mean, he uh, wasn't born on Mardi Gras. Uh, I don't think he was. No. No. Yeah. So I mean, he I can't solve all his problems. He doesn't have that draw. Certain something. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he doesn't feel obligated to to love New Orleans as you do. You and, don't feel obligated. You do it freely. I do. Freely. You love New Orleans freely from the bottom of your heart. Yeah, Hi, but everyone. How could you not want to? Well, if, I don't if know. You, but, if you grew but, up here. But uh, yeah. he didn't grow up here, see? So he can no, kind uh, of think whatever he wants about New no, Orleans. I, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of New York. So what, did no. he, was he born in New York? Was by, he seems like know. a New Yorker. Bobby Flay yeah, does seem He seems like that way. But let's just to take a, you know. Anyway, speaking of New York. Yeah. We Autumn went, in New York. It's a wonderful uh, song, I, but I won't plague you with the rest of it. No, I just, you know, it's like I say, I just sit here and wait for it to be over, and then you 
you know, yeah, he is a New Yorker, of course. He was born in New York. Um, we Welcome went to a restaurant. To New York. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Please finish. No, just go ahead. No, that's all I can remember. So we can right get now. it out and then move on. Yeah. All right. Can we get on with our lives now? Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. So, um, we went to a restaurant for lunch today that was really terrific. We really both great. did, and uh, our daughter too was there. And the chef and the chef was is there from New Orleans and yeah. spent a lot of time cooking in New York. So it was um, sort of a it was sort of a hybrid of some very polished things and really much more just what your Sicilian grandmother would have made for you. It was food for the soul, I would call it. Mm -hmm. What is the definition of soul food, technically? You know, uh, it's funny you should ask, because standing here in my hand uh -huh. is a book entitled for, uh, Soul Food Advisor, Recipes and Tips for Authentic Southern Cooking. See, I disagree with the yeah. the conventional wisdom about what soul food is. I'm assuming that soul food. Let's see if I can look up a, a yeah, definition yeah. Let's, of soul let's, food. Yeah, Let's see what you come up. An with. official 2019 definition of soul food. Oh, by the mm -hmm. way, while I'm doing this, we were yeah. talking about the Food Network a minute ago. The Food Network. Yeah, Mary Lee yeah. gets, I guess, updates or alerts from the Food Network, and yeah. there was yes, yes, a yes, picture. Yes. In her phone of, and this is just utterly disgusting to me because I'm not oh. a deviled egg person, hmm. but it was a, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is too gross. It was a deviled egg wreath. A doubled egg nope. wreath? Nope. Deviled. Oh, a deviled, deviled egg, egg wreath. Wreath. De no, Tom. Tom. Okay, spell it for Christmas me. Christmas is wreath on the door. Oh, wreath. Wreath. Right. Wreath, wreath, Christmas We're on the phone. It's, it's hard to hear sometimes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, soul food is a variety of cuisine originating from the southeastern United States and from African-American culture. See, yes. I disagree that it has to be specifically that because to me, soul food is food that speaks to your soul. Yeah. Okay? So the food be... that we had today yeah. was food that spoke to to our souls. Oh, I, it, it was, was wonderful. It was uh, not in the the cliche definition. It was an Italian restaurant primarily, mm -hmm. um, but it was also it was just a uh, it, it's a Nolens kind of place, but not in the sense of Giacomo's. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's owned by uh, Vic Garretts, who was. Okay, this is not a yeah. good credential, I grant you. Corporate chef at Chimes for the last 15 years. But mm. prior to that, he has worked in some very top-end restaurants, including ones in New York, where he became very close friends with Scott Conant, who, if you are following Celebrity Chefs, is the uh, proprietor of the Scarpetta franchise, and Scarpetta is a very glamorous, incredibly expensive, high-end Italian place in New York. I want to say Miami. It was in Los Angeles, but isn't anymore. He has a different place there. 
probably Vegas has and what's a Scarpetta, I would say. Let's look up the Scarpetta franchise. Anyway, tell me, uh, there, tell me. I had one of the things I had, and I had two, I had so many things, I'm going to be embarrassed to tell you what I All had. All right. All right. But um, Scarpetta is the name of the restaurant. Yeah. And I remember it mostly for its scrumptiously bread basket, which had things like you know, prosciutto in puff pastry and just really fantastic home-baked things. Okay, so there's one in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. one in New York. It, oh, they all have the same name owned by the same people? or in, How, how uh, close to each other are they? What? Well, you, ma- you made it sound as if uh, there there's one in... Um, New York and another one in I forgot where else you said, but uh, but it, it sounded like they this is an outfit that is uh, all in one company. Yeah, Scarpetta, and I Scarpetta. love their logo. It's like this little schmear of a something. schmear. Yeah, schmear can be wonderful. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I don't. It's it looks like they're individual. I don't. I don't really understand that. But anyway, Scott Conant mm-hmm. is the yeah. originator of the Scarpetta idea. And so there is, because Scott Conant and Vic Garretts, who is the owner with a guy named Jason, whose last name, I'm sorry, Jason, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, but they are together in this restaurant in Lakeview that used to be Mondo's and is now LJ's. Ah, okay. So and it, so it, they didn't really do much to the restaurant. It was a minimal, and I do mean minimal, renovation. They pretty much tore out the carpets and put a little paint up um, and cleaned things up and um, and are serving things like she crab soup. I, no, I can't what? tell you where I've ever seen that uh, recently n- on a menu. Not one you're going to see unless you drive up the Atlantic coast. And uh, you start seeing it uh, right in Virginia and and northern and eastern of there. And when you do, you uh, it's something it'll grab you right away. And it, I thought it was a local thing, too. Well, uh, you, it, there's nothing to keep you from making a soup out of crab meat, especially if it's the, if the crab meat is... Uh, she crab. She crab. <laughs> and that's, I mean, it's, there's no the big mystery. The crab meat is feminine. Okay. No big mystery Well, there, it does look like it's a Carolina thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it's uh, probably uh, they they get into it in Carolina in the Carolinas much more than we do here, mm-hmm. but it it really is great, and uh, we were happy to see that at all because we don't see it very often. Yeah, it looks like it's a mid Atlantic thing. Yeah, a mid Atlantic thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, apparently Jason's mother has a really good she crab soup, and according uh-huh. to Vic, who came to the table to say hello. Uh, they tweaked it and kept tweaking it and tweaking it till they got tweaking. it perfected, yeah. perfected, hmm. and it is delicioso. And I would have eaten just that and a giant bowl of it, but I kept going. I didn't eat a giant bowl. I fortunately had a small bowl of it because I also ordered a shrimp and andouille gumbo, which I thought too salty. I, I didn't get a taste of that. I meant to, but it just slipped past me. But yeah. uh, so you say it was a little salty. That was a little on salty. The salty and side. then I got the rigatoni scarpetta, which is named after Scott Conant and uh-huh. his and his uh, restaurants, or actually, it's named after the franchise. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was really great. You know, I, I have to say, I don't care. 
for the red sauce there. No? I don't I don't care for it. I don't know why I don't care for it, but I I don't care for it. Well, you, and so I stayed away from the red sauce. So I got this scarpetta rigatoni, which was basically roasted garlic and tomatoes in and basil in a lot of olive oil and Parmesan cheese, and it made like a little light sauce, and it was delicious, delicious. Mm. So what were you going to say? I was going to say that uh, this was something I wanted to try uh, because I've had it a, a few times before. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, the, the red sauces you get up and down the coast, uh, they uh, they go for that uh, you know really dark red, a little on the sweet side. And uh, it's not for everybody, but you take exactly the same pasta and crab meat and all of that, and you you can actually get what I got, which, uh, strangely enough, was uh, very much what we would recognize as an Italian dish. And it had lots of red sauce in it and just about everything else, too. Well, he is from here. I mean, Vic yeah, Gertz well, is from here. He, the chef is from here. and the, And down. his partner is also from here. But, um, but it's just not a red sauce that I particularly care for. But there are plenty of other things to get on the menu. Your oysters were mind-blowing. Terrific. Really good. And then, instead of putting them in, in oyster shells, they had this metallic. Uh, no, it wasn't metallic. It was ceramic. So, oh, was it? I didn't get a close enough look, I guess. And uh, you uh, you put all of the crab meat in there. Uh, I'm sorry, the the uh, oysters in there, and then it gets sprinkled with some garlic and sardine. No sardines. Uh, with the garlic and the uh, uh, parmesan, parmesan cheese, and, cheese cr- uh, and bread crumbs, bread crumbs and, and garlic, and all into the oven on one utensil. When it's ready, it's ready. It comes out. It's real, real hot. Stove hot. It was hot. really hot. But just stove hot, not not uh, not a lot of uh, peppery, uh, you know. It was peppers. perfection. I loved it, it. I think it went instantly to the top of my favorite oyster dish in yeah, town. Really great. It was really great. Anyway, I have to say the three of us got in there. We had a ridiculous amount of stuff, and the bill was only eighty five bucks. So yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. Wow, this this bucks is uh, eighty two of them. Wait, or, so you thought it was expensive? No, not especially because the quality of what they had there and... Uh, oh, I mean, it didn't seem like a lot to me. We had no, three iced teas. Not too bad. We had char-grilled oysters. Yep. We had the she-crab soup, another soup, the tagliatelle bolognese. Yeah, that was uh, uh, that was the killer the for scarpetta, me. The scarpetta, the rigatoni Love scarpetta. Yep. And... Um, Mary Lee had a chicken um, with the capers. I'm trying to think of it. Did you bring the menu in here, Tom? I have it in my hand. Yeah. Right. What's the chicken? Uh, chicken with capers and uh, mm. linguine. Oh, uh, what is that called? Pyard? No, it's not pyard. Chicken. Uh. Uh, chicken, Tom. Chicken. Look at yeah, the well, chicken I'm, well, section. I'm I'm looking at anyway. The whole it thing. was olive oil with capers, and really that was the only flavor. Capers was uh-huh. the only flavor. Shrimp luki. Yeah, let me see uh, that for a sec. Shrimp. Here you go. Okay. Um, I'm I'm now going to be driven crazy until I find out what the name of that was. Uh, chicken piccata. Okay. Chicken piccata. Yes, we'll be back. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Hey, uh, you know what? We have somebody waiting on hold we over here. Greg. One of our one of our regular callers here. 
Let's and go to Greg. Hey, Greg. Greg, welcome to our hey. little broadcast. Hi. Hi, fine. How are you? Everything good? What's for lunch today? Greg, you there? Actually, I went to... Uh, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I went to... Uh, my favorite's in Metairie, Casa Garcia. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Casa Garcia. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, bean dip. I can I can eat that bean dip all day long. Yeah. Aren't those great? Those bean dips are great. If they're good, they're really good. I do think that's yeah. a good one too. I remember it. <clears throat> oh yeah, I was going to say, have you guys been? Has it been a while since you you've been or? What Casa Garcia? Yeah, yeah, a long yeah. time. It's long been time. a while, I, and and as I'm telling you that, I'm I trying to think of why that would be because it was one that I certainly ate my share of. Over the years. Oh yeah, it's hmm. really good. Uh, Marianne, last I think it was last week. Um, you, you guys were talking about. Uh, you mentioned Baco, the restaurant. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. talk, and you even said this. It was a really beautiful, pretty, like you know, one of the better looking restaurants mm-hmm. in the city at the time. And uh, I got me wondering, like, if you were to compile. Uh, I mean, obviously, give it some thought. But I thought about some places that are still in existence, of course, and places that are no longer. It would definitely be in my top ten for sure. Uh-huh. Oh, beautiful oh, restaurants, yeah. beautiful restaurants. Yeah. Well, really beautiful is on the eye of the beholder. So let's hear your list. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> top ten. I, you know what's up there? To be honest with you, I think is underrated. Mm-hmm. Is Muriel's. I think Muriel's is really pretty. Muriel's is a ridiculously underrated restaurant. It's in every way. It's in a every great way. looking yes. place. The prices are a bargain. And yeah. they they really buy the best uh, ingredients you can imagine. They, their their double pork chop is it sets the standard for that dish. Uh, I we we love it, both of us. Obvious would be like the the Grand Dame restaurants would be most people's you know commanders all these places. But yeah, I think Herb Saint I think Herb Saint's a really good looking restaurant. Yeah, yeah, it's a different style. It has a little French style to it, and at the same time, yeah. it has a not so French style. So it's hard to figure. But uh, it certainly is worth your looking into. What else? What else is on your list? Well, it's one you, we talked about this before. It's a chain restaurant, but I think Houston's on St. Charles is really nice looking. Houston's it's on. Oh, on you St. know, Charles, a lot beautiful of beautiful restaurant. A lot of people really like that place. Uh, I've never been a fan of it. It's called. It has a different name now. It's uh, no, it's Houston's. It's uh, they're calling it Houston's. Well, the it, Metairie, it was, the one does. It was yeah. Houston's, and then it became something else. What was that seafood thing? Boulevard. And then it became no, 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 yeah, not Boulevard. that's the Metairie right. one. We're, yeah. we're talking. Are you talking about the one downtown? Right. You're talking about the one the on St. Charles. The one on St. Charles no. Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that? Oh, what was the name, Marianne? You're right. It did. It yeah. Did for a little while. They what did. was that seafood place that it, it was? It had something to do with uh, floating down the uh, Mississippi River or something <laughs> it like didn't. that. Didn't. Oh, was it Gulf Gulfstream? That's it. Gulfstream. Gulf yeah. yeah. That's actually yeah. close, Tom. Yeah, Gulfstream. That's right. It became Gulfstream for a while, then it went back to being Houston's. Right. It's the same mm-hmm. place, yeah. isn't it? It yeah. was the same yeah. location. Yeah. Okay. So then <laughs> Houston's, which looked like the one on St. Charles, because all Houston's look alike. Even when they stop true, being true. Houston's, yeah. they yeah. still they look still, alike. Like yeah. there's this place we go to in uh, Santa Monica, and it's called, what's it called? Cause, you know, Santa they changed, Monica Cafe. They changed all of their restaurants because there was a law that said that you have to put... 
You have to put calorie counts on your uh, menu if you have more than X number of restaurants. And mm-hmm. they did. And so they said, forget this. We're not doing that. And so they dumped yeah. out of Houston's at most of their locations. And now they're all still kind of Houston's, but not really. And so the I, one in California, there's two. There's one called the Beverly Grill, yep. which used to be Houston's on Beverly Drive in Beverly Hills. And then there's another one, and in I'm going Napa, to think of it in eventually. In the Napa Valley, uh, they have a lot of those. They've the, all got um, yeah. they've all got sort of a mid-century look to it. It's yeah. the it's the wooden walls with the birch plywood in a dark mahogany color. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and right. And they're they're very cool. I love it. But anyway, yeah. Um, how do you, do you guys do you like? I think Appaline has a little charm to it. Appaline it is a terrific restaurant. It's it would yeah. be a local. Uh, uh, version of the uh i prefer bordeaux but well yeah but you're talking about a local uh, restaurant here it's uh, well we're just talking of, about looks of restaurants if uh, you if you asked me what my most beautiful restaurants were in okay. the city all right speak. yeah i would have a really hard time thinking of that well, i think revolution one. is a beautiful restaurant oh you know, yeah you know um revolution speaking on this subject Somebody standingly beautiful. Somebody uh, wrote to us uh, uh, last week, and uh, it was about the restaurant uh, on St. Charles Avenue at Felicity Street, which is the one we've been talking yeah, about. Houston's. Houston's. Yeah. And uh, it, and what's interesting about that place is that they came back fairly quickly from Katrina. And they got back open pretty quickly, too, but they decided for reasons I don't understand or, or I don't think it's anything uh, that you get worked up about. But uh, they changed the number, the, the uh, name back to, what was it, that uh, uh, Gulf, Gulf, uh, Stream? Gulf Stream? No, they didn't change it back. They changed, they, they it, then did, they changed it back to Houston. That's right. That's exactly yeah. what they did. But the, the thing that grabbed me was that uh, they had a jazz band in there every night. This is, we're talking this about. This is when it was Gulfstream. This is pre-Katrina. A half, yeah. That's yeah. what I was yeah. going to. Pre-Katrina, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I said, you know, who uh, any outfit that's going to come in here and do jazz, live jazz in the restaurant when they're still flooding here and there around the city, that's an outfit that we're going to uh, really right. uh, think highly of. And I do, and they do, and uh, here we are. You know, my my top restaurants, and I guess this is because I go to these restaurants because I live on the North Shore, but they're all North Shore restaurants. Uh, Oxlot 9, to me, is a gorgeous restaurant. Del Porto, right across the street, is a gorgeous restaurant. And Pardo's in Mandeville. They yeah. all, to, for a restaurant, for me to, to think it's beautiful, it's got to have a lot of light. It's got to be bright, and it's got to have a a sort of sumptuous uh, fabric component yeah. to it. So, um, and that's just the men. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to think really hard about places that wow me on the South Shore, and I, I have to really give that a lot more thought. But I will say this: Revolution is when, is not white. But it is uh, a stunningly beautiful restaurant. It's actually like four in one. It's four completely different spaces in one. Yeah. And then I have to really Speaking think. Of Baco, mm-hmm. Have you guys been to? Uh, I know Sobu has been there for a while. Yeah. Which was mm-hmm. the old Baco. What do you guys think of that? Are you guys like Sobu? Last time I was at Sobu was about, gosh, coming up on five years ago. 
So oh, wow. yeah, so it's been a while. I think it's kind of a cool place. It's um it's very casual and um you know, yeah. it's it's definitely a young person's kind of place, which I don't have any objection to. It's just got a different look to it generally yeah. speaking. So uh, right. it was uh, a, a restaurant that uh, I thought got a lot of respect too because they they were the first major restaurant uh that opened up after Katrina. Sobu? Sobu. Sobu? Oh, I'm wait, wait, wait. Forget that. Baco, right? It's it was Baco, yeah. but Baco, Baco evolved into Sobu. Well, not <laughs> right. really. It's just Same building. and opened up again under different everything. Yeah, yeah. It was under uh, under you're exactly right. You I'm trying to think. Now you got me thinking. It's kind of like when somebody says to me, what's your favorite restaurant? I just stare (laughs) blankly and go, duh, Well, I like this topic. I like this topic because obviously food is going to draw you to a place, but sometimes it's the ambiance that's that's really sort of an ancillary thing. It's much more important to me than food. There are very few places I would go to just for food. And I mentioned this last week. Hambone is one. I would go oh, yeah. to Hambone just for food, but it's for extremely food, right? rare for me to go someplace just for food. It really is because yeah. I don't really, I don't, I don't care about food that much. <laughs> oh well, I, you know, after all these years, you'd think I could inspire her a little bit more than well, that. Well, I know food. I know good. You foods. know food. I yeah, get I do. You food. I, I know good food. You that know... doesn't necessarily uh-huh. mean I'm gonna want to eat it all the time. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, Marianne, one more. We we, we talk, I think I brought this up a few months ago, but the old Mazzato, which is now Zia, yes. was a really cool concept. But I think it was a little too new age, I guess. Um, yeah. There's some things know, that just was, sort of predate and, and are ahead of its time. And three that come to mind are the foodies. Remember foodies? Foodies, A little yeah. before its time. Mazzato, a little Martin. before its time. T. Yeah. Martin put that together. And she uh, had been watching these similar um, uh, businesses in Texas, especially. Eatsies. She was Eatsies, copying Eatsies. Right. And you would go yeah. there and you would just say, gosh, I'd like uh, this asparagus and I'd like this uh, custard over here and some rice. And you could per- put together a meal that way without yeah. sitting down in a restaurant or anything. And uh, and it was a, a matter Eatsies of... Eatsies is a great concept. Well, uh, you would think it is, but I like it. It yeah. was not a very good one when it was here. No, not it, here. But this is this is not a population that can support something like apparently that. Apparently not. It's got to be in a big city. They have one in Atlanta. I don't know if it's still going, but it was owned by the macaroni grill guy. And so one day, all of them across the country shut down on the spur of the moment. Really? I was very surprised to see that there's one still open in Dallas. And yeah. I don't know if that's the only one, but it might I don't be. Either. It might be. Yeah. I just Might saw be. that in yeah. February. It was just, it, it's uh, it's the only one that I've seen in the last, I don't know, 10 years. Hmm. So, But anyway, Eatsies was before its time. Um, yes, it was. And the third one that was before its time was Lucky Rooster. Do you remember Lucky Rooster? I, do, I don't. Uh, I do and I don't. It's... Lucky Rooster was in the space on... I want to say Barone. Maybe. Wait, which one goes? Uh, yeah, no, I, it's this, Barone. Yeah, the, on Barone. The hotel where, Intercontinental. No, it wasn't Intercontinental. The no? uh, you sure? It, the space that is now Juan's Flying Burrito on Barone was previously yeah. their third concept, which yeah, almost a, sunk the whole operation. It's called Lucky Rooster, and it was Asian uh-huh. street food. That that's a terrible. 
idea. Tragedy. What? Because yeah. that is and was a great menu and a very cool place that was just about five years before its yeah, time. It was, uh, it was indeed a People great idea. People would be idea, all over that right now. But it just it couldn't latch on. To, well, I, you know, I don't think we have a really, really strong population of Asian people to the point where they eat in uh, restaurants all the time, which they do. I don't think it's Asian. I think millennials really dig oh, Asian. Oh, that could be. They really, you, you might really have. dig Asian, that and must... Vietnamese in particular, yeah. and they would be all over Lucky Rooster right now. Yep, that that yeah. could very well be. Yeah. But it did. All right, guys. That's all, right. all I have for today. Take Thank care. You. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. 260-6368. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. It's um, Your Mary, Mary Ann, who had just turned uh, something uh, a couple of days. 29. No, not. That's not. You was 29. Not, no, you weren't. <laughs> I'm not buying that. You get me on a lot of things, but that ain't one. So uh, where was I? To, to you. Okay, anyway, 2606368 is the number. Someone called while we were off the air saying yeah. that they would like us to tell them where we went to lunch. The place is called Today. Oh. LJ's. LJ's, and it's spelled this way, and, and this is a critical uh, thing here. E-L-L-E hyphen J apostrophe S. L LJ's. LJ's. It's an unusual it's, name. Yeah. Yeah. LJ's, and it's a... Uh, it's in the old Mondo. It's uh, Susan Spice, one of her uh, restaurants. That no, it's she, not. It's, it it's was. Not, it has nothing to do with Susan Spice. Not here. anymore. Mondo is long gone, bye-bye, at the airport now. And um, we have LJ's, which is owned and operated by Vic Garretts. Yeah. Mm. And his partner, Jason, who I'm going to have to find out his last name for. I don't know, but it's a Croatian name. And that's a good thing in New Orleans. When you find somebody running a res uh, restaurant. Well, his name is actually Ludovic. That's Vich. That's his first name. That's how, That Garrett's. comes out as Vich. Uh, okay. Anyway. Yeah. He's not Croatian. He's Italian. Oh, close enough. <laughs> you can be real close to I, I know because I've been okay. there. Anyway, um, we were talking about anyway, he told me beautiful so. restaurants. And uh, I'm, I, you know, when I, I get I get flummoxed when people ask me point blank, what is your favorite restaurant? I can say my favorite restaurant in the whole world without thinking. Oh, because it's also my favorite, most beautiful restaurant in the uh -huh. whole world because oh, it's just my it. favorite restaurant. Louis. Louis. Bottega Louis in Los Angeles. Oh, Bottega Louis. It's my favorite restaurant, okay. period. Hands down. Well, that's a different country. But anyway, it's hard for right. me to say what my favorite. Well, I have said this before. My favorite local restaurant again. is Del Porto. It's also yeah. one of the most beautiful ones. But the other ones on that list are also North Shore restaurants. Oxlot, Nine, and Pardo's mm -hmm. are on that list. Okay. And then over on this side, Revolution. And I have to really think beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, I have to really think beyond that. Anyway, back to our lunch. We had a tagliatelle. Uh, tagliatelle. Tagliatelle. Yeah, we had a tagliatelle uh, bolognese, which was really good. And we had the, the rigatoni scarpetta. And Mary Lee had a chicken piccata, 
which she put a thumbs down on. So steer away from that one if you mm. go over there. It was linguine that tasted mostly like the capers, which I don't mind. I mean, I love capers. Mm. They're one of God's great gifts, but it can't be just capers. They have to supplement flavors rather than be the flavor. And she felt like the chicken did not have any flavor, mm. actually. But the huh. she crab soup was absolutely to blow your mind. And I loved my rigatoni scarpetta. The only thing we didn't like was the chicken, um, the chicken piccata. Well, that was. I keep good. wanting to say chicken paillard, but that's French. You had and a the bolognese, <laughs> the pappardelle mo, uh, uh, that which is what I had. Oh, that uh, was that so was funny. the tagliatelle bolognese. Yeah. Delicious. It was delicious. Really Delicioso. couldn't stop. Anyway, so um, so Tom decided he was going to. Uh, he, so he asked for spumoni. And they said they didn't have spumoni, but they did have um, cannoli. So Tom has this thing, and it's like I a think. fairly new thing, I'd say in the last maybe five years, Yeah, where he has to have a bunch of questions answered before he will order dessert. They all have to do with the size of the dessert coming. Mm -hmm. And finally, after two or three questions and the waiter is just standing there kind of puzzled, I go, just just bring him the whatever it is that you're inquiring about. Usually it's bread pudding. So he decided he was going to do the cannoli today. Mm -hmm. And then he had, to ask the, <laughs> he had to ask the waiter, how long was it? How wide was it? And I just finally said, Tom, it's cannoli. It's this big. And I made the gesture of the size on my fingers. And this long, the size of a cannoli. And it's filled just like a cannoli. <laughs> so then he brought the cannoli, which was also dipped in chocolate on one end. And it was really good. Didn't you like it? It was like good. It, it, was, it took a little... Uh a uh, you know, little chiseling to get it to break apart. It was a crispy apart, cannoli shell. Well, cannoli hard. shells are that good way. Though. Yeah, that's they are right. That way. Yeah. So what's inside a cannoli? Is it mascarpone cheese? That's uh, a primary ingredient and uh, a whole bunch of other things that make them different per each uh Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Application? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, what, what is it that, so if you go to LJ's and get a cannoli, it's going to be vastly different from the one you get at Vincent's? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Why is that? What, um, what is it? What makes it different? Well, I'll just read it for you. Let's see. Sicilian cannoli, says here. Traditional Italian crispy pastry. Well, yeah, we know that. Filled with chocolate and vanilla, ricotta cheese. Ricotta, that's And uh, served with a raspberry coulis for $7. Okay. And, uh, so it's but ricotta cheese? Ricotta cheese, and uh, which is has well, some you know what's, sugar. You know what's fascinating to me? No, tell me. Is the many iterations many. Yeah. on a long spectrum of what can be done with the milk of something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, let's like, let's it's a long it's a long discussion. So we have Don, the gourmet neighbor, mm -hmm. who wants to talk to us. So let's talk to him first and then yeah. I'll get back to my little my little um observation about milk products. Hello, Don. What a <laughs> hello, what a, what what a difference three hours in the weather makes, does it not? What a yes. difference nice. a day makes. Okay, that one's on little <laughs> hours. <laughs> That's on me. I've, I've got to start to learn not to get tagged. Yeah, I'm telling you.
telling you, I, what is the matter with you people? What is the matter? I don't know, As the person I... who lives with Tom, let me tell you what not to do. Well, actually, it doesn't even take that much because we're now getting into elevators and starting to sing. So it doesn't it, really take a lot. Go ahead. It could have been worse. It could have been the Beach Boys. So we're just going to oh, leave it at that. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Doug, okay. that one's on you, buddy. That was on The Doug, Beach definitely. Boy is on you. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Oh, so a couple of things. I was I was checking out at Dornax today, and I couldn't help but notice the New Orleans um, magazine. And look, correct me if I'm wrong, the title of the magazine, the whole cover story is uh, New Orleans Magazine Chef of the Year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can't recall her name, but it, it, it's Gianna. And mm-hmm. I've been there. For How old are you, Don? How old are you? I'm 52. Okay, that's right. your problem. Well... I don't know. I, I, I We've don't all got know. the wait, same wait. problem. Wait a minute. Wait, I, I don't understand. I'm 29, so let me tell you, that's your problem. <laughs> what What are you? Uh, what What's the point being made? I haven't been able to pick up on the this. The point is, she's young, yeah. Yeah. and the people who are now in positions to buy advertising slash do content yeah. on most media publications yeah. are way younger than us. Well, it's a good doggone thing, and I was a beneficiary of that myself. I was the editor of New Orleans Magazine when I was 23. You know what, Tom? At that time, though, the discrepancy between ages was not as stark as it is now. And I will say this by giving you a report about Thalia or Thalia or however the heck you want to say it from the other night when we sat Mm -hmm. next to... A group of millennials, and they were practically um, orgasmic over the prospect of plant-based everything, okay? Wonderful. (laughs) And this is where we're headed, okay? And that's it. It's strictly your age. Well, Well, I'm going to tell you. Let me. Okay, that one is not on me. I do not. I do not accept responsibility. It was not on me. (laughs) Not on Doug either. Okay. But the demographic when you're in Gianna yeah. is I know. I know. It's extremely Not eclectic. Only. It's very eclectic. Yeah. I, I just don't get $18 for three cocktail meatballs. I just, I, I, I don't. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to say this about Gianna. The first time I went there, I hated it. The second time I went there, I hated it. The third time I went there, we were with another couple who helped to skew the age up. But the the intensity in the room from the um, Tom loves when I use this word cacophony of that's a great uh, great Greek word a great time. I had a fabulous time at Gianna, and I loved the food a lot more probably because we had a great time, and because I wasn't just dining with Tom. But mm. <laughs> oh, that would be. Well, a- <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to give it a fifth time. I mean, it's right around the corner. We have some friends who just bought in the building, so we have good reason to be there. So yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking there are, there are other chefs out there who just, you know. Okay, I, I, well, you know what? This is the same as along the same order of when I was in Los Angeles two or three years ago, and my son, who gets food and wine, started laughing when he saw the cover, Best Chef in America, uh, the best mm-hmm. restaurant in America was Turkey and the Wolf. 
where you are well, that, eating that in is, someone's garage that, sale and having a fried bologna sandwich. Again, I, I, I do not get that at all. That's, I just explained it to you. <clears throat> the people no, no, I, I behind that. the desk now are 30 and under, and it's a totally different world. It is. It is, but okay. it doesn't make it good. Uh, no, 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 no. You, you're absolutely right, <laughs> my, which, is, my which is why exactly. it's so disturbing. That's why it's so disturbing, because I right. genuinely think these people do not understand what's good anymore. I agree. Okay. I agree. That's it. Where do we go wrong? Where do we go wrong? Oh, uh, the, that's, that's for off the, the air. Of that's for off the Magatulis. air, Don. Let's go to dinner. Let's do it off the air. All right. All right. Let's take care, guys. Bye. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. I need to step off my little mm. soapbox. Stop yeah. my ranting before Doug yells at me. All right, so back to LJ, yeah. which is completely the opposite from what he is describing. For, for uh, those who are uh, just joining us, and I think we ought to make a, give them a little help here, uh, there's a new restaurant, relatively new, in, in the Lakeview section. The name of the restaurant is LJ's. It's spelled E-L-L-E hyphen J-A-Y, you know, uh, uh, no, just plain J. Well, it's not there, but that's how it's pronounced. J is the word. J, I mean the letter. LJ's. That's just, you'll find it it's sooner or later. It's a name. What can we say? And <laughs> it's an Italian restaurant uh, that you are and I are uh, pretty familiar with, although they haven't done everything exactly the way all the other people who do spaghetti and meatballs do it. Uh, but uh, I was very uh, intrigued by the sauce we Sauces, among other things, and we had a terrific dinner, uh, lunch rather, and uh, I would strongly uh, recommend it to you if you would decide to look for something a little bit different, especially if what you're looking for is Italian, because that's mostly what they have in the menu. But it's worth your time. Uh, we were very, very pleased about this this afternoon. It was delicioso. Yeah. Um, if you are looking for an oyster dish to blow your mind, that is where you will find it. It is breadcrumbs, garlic. Uh, it is not in the shells. It's on a ceramic dish with the little indentations for the oysters. It is toasty, breadcrumbs on top, a lot of garlic, olive oil, parmesan. I mean, how far wrong can you go with this? How far wrong was, can you okay, get? Okay, Tom, I okay. forbid you to sing another song. But <laughs> the way you get you are here around. With, you are here with forbidden to sing another song, and I think most of the uh, listeners would back me up on that. Um, Let's find out. That was... <laughs> <laughs> You know what no. I have? You know I, I have something in my hand that Let's I've been. Let's get a vote from Doug first. And I've I've wanted to to get this over to you, and I today I have it in my hand, and I'm going to take it home. I want I so I so want a webcam. Doug's face just now said it all. What? Anyway, this this is a new uh new as far as I know. I've never seen it before. It uh, comes out of uh, Louisiana somewhere. Let's let's see if it says here. P.O. Box so and so and so from Westco uh, from West uh, West Wego. Wego. Yeah, and uh, the name of the uh, product is Chasson C H I A S S O N. You know, you've seen that before. I think uh, we call it, it Chasson. Chasson, sure. Why Chaison. not? And then uh, lemon pepper. Uh, with low sodium. This is uh, something you season your oh, did food Did somebody with. bring that to you? Wait, where'd you get that uh, Somebody you know? sent it to me in the mail. I get oh, a lot of, okay. of stuff that way. This, I, you know, I, I stuck my finger in it and, and just took a, the tiniest couple of grains of it to see kind of what it was. 
It's fantastic. I, I can't wait to get it home and play with it a little bit and see it, what comes out of it. Uh, but um, I can't wait I, to see you play with it. No, we you'll, never you'll be the one to, to do we it the most. We never cook. Just right. you watch. Okay, let's see. Yep. Okay, so mm. anyway, back to LJ's just to wrap that up. Yeah. Uh, there are misses on the menu. There yeah. are some misses. And uh, I would say that the chicken piccata needs a little work. But yeah. the oysters will blow your mind. Did that she crab soup is not to be missed. And and did they pane it? Uh, kind of. It was like breaded and yeah, kind of, sort of. But it was not. It 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 needs work. That one needs work. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bolognese is wow is all you can say about that. And I loved my uh, rigatoni scarpetta. And that is what we had. And Tom liked his crunchy cannoli. And um, I'm not going to. If we had the webcam, I could show you exactly <laughs> what size it is. But it's a cannoli. Anyway, um, it was good. We liked LJ's. Yeah. We liked LJ's quite a bit. Yeah, that was the, the whole yes. meal. The whole meal was was really good. If I were looking for excuses to complain, I would say that the prices were just a little smidgen higher than I was expecting, but not not enough to uh, think about it too much. Yeah. Okay. Beebity bop. Anyway, we would love to talk to you. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. That does mean you, by the way. Two six zero menu. We were teeing off on Bobby Flay a little bit earlier because uh-huh. it is his birthday. Oh, it is. Yes, he is not twenty nine. He is not twenty nine. Will we be here on the twenty on the fifteenth? I think so. Why? Because I, have... uh, no, I just no. happened to notice that uh, somebody we important. Not. We we, we will don't not have be here on the fifteenth. Oh, that's a bad. Sunday. Why? Who's going to, what's, what's? Nobody important. Just Frank Sinatra. What, it's his birthday? Yeah, on I the 15th. Said, I thought you said his birthday was today, the 10th. Well, it was then. <laughs> no, 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 I, I screwed up on that. But, ah, uh, okay. But, uh. Dorothy L'Amour. Dorothy was born L'Amour. today in 1914. Oh, talk about a looker. And, and a New Orleans, a New Orleans, uh, Gal native. through and through. Yeah, yes. and everybody loved her with good reason. Yes. Well, she yeah. was she was working alongside Bob Hope. I mean, if there was ever an American icon that was not even American, which is kind of crazy, but I mean, just wonderful things that that he did with his life. But um, but it's hard to not love anyone standing alongside Bob Hope. You got to say. Hmm. Speaking of which, we have to say that New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood is a place that you might like to go for a really great hamburger. That's a true fact. Yes. And here Big is hamburger menu. Here is one of the ways that you can uh, assure yourself and remind yourself that you are getting a better pro- uh, uh, a better program uh, when you order this because you know fried seafood. Uh, it's the, one of the reasons that not many, not a whole lot of restaurants uh, do is a lot of uh, a lot of fried food, and that is, you have to change the oil out pretty often. If you don't, it gets dark, it gets murky, it starts penetrating the fish, and it just comes out with a kind of a yucky kind of quality to it. You will not run into that in New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. They put so much attention into keeping free, nice, clean oil as they do the the, uh, frying, which they do 
specially for you, and they do it right then and there. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Later on, we'll tell you a few things about the hamburgers that good are doing. Poor th- boys, good platters. Poor boys, good and lo- local dishes, good lo- salads. Not all that. Uh, barbecue and shrimp. Grilled oysters yeah. now. Grilled oysters, that's right. Yes, they have 10 locations around town. That's New Orleans Hamburger yep. and Seafood. Yep. It's uh, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, uh, 10 locations around town, and. Uh, yeah. Tell them I said hello. They're nice guys. All right. Just got a text that Timely will be on with us on Thursday, or at least oh, yeah? that's what they say. Their schedules usually wind up messing that up. We have another hour after the news. Come back and see us, 260-6368. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.